Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Sparks and Rhinestones pageant podcast. One of the best podcasts in the UK about pageantry. From myself, the founder of Sparks and Rhinestones, Hannah Godding, have over 12 years of pageant experience and competed and won both nationally and internationally. But it's not all about me, is it? No. Um, today's podcast is going to be very interesting. Now, it has been a crazy month. Um, I say this all the time. It's been crazy. I've been busy. I've been a busy girl. Um, so as much as I'd love to say there's going to be podcasts coming all the time, I do have a list as long as my bank statements after pageant weekend um, of the ideas I'm going to say. Um, but this episode is going to be very interesting. Um because it's probably going to be the first time I've had to do one in two parts. Because you know when I like to talk. So, you know, sometimes the episodes... I think our last episode was, like, over an hour long. Um, and I don't want to lose the points. And also I don't have <laughs> two hours to give to this podcast today. Because I have coaching and essay writing. I'm too down for to go for September. It's not looking good, girls. It's not looking good. Um <laughs> but it'll be fine. It will work out. You have the belief. Um so how I started this episode. Um a lot of things have come out of the woodwork. When I say a lot of things, I get as a sparkles, you get a lot of messages anyway. People come to me for advice and I'll give it to them. <laughs> But, you know, some people will be like, can I trust this person? Or, you know, I've seen something else pop up. And this usually happens, like, when we had pageant con, we had, um, we had two things, actually, like, mimic pageant con and messaging the people um, who had bought tickets and the speakers. And it was really odd and really strange. And then the next year, they asked for themselves to speak at pageant con. And I was like, how much experience do you have in your field? And less than a year, less than a year at all. Um, and we're going to talk about experience later on. And it'll definitely be another episode talking about like experience over crowns. Because I, I completely agree with pageant experience is worth more than the amount of titles you have. However, of course, it depends on, you know, you could be competing in pageants for years and not win anything, but you could be placing, you know, you're placing in different systems, you, you gain a lot of knowledge, whereas if you compete in pageants and don't win anything and not place in anything, then I don't think I'd be inclined to take that advice because it's obviously not working there's like a practice what you preach there's there's loads of things which we'll talk about that another time <laughs> um so when I started this episode I was looking at like the red flags of coaching so you know the red flags of what to look out for when you're picking your coach and we've talked about um why coaching is beneficial or you know how to coach yourself um about you know what to look for in a pageant coach but of course, you all need a refresh and there's, you know, a lot more knowledge and, and pageant information changes and you should be not ahead of the game, but you should be involved in it. I think as a pageant coach, you should be constantly 
learning and you know adjusting your ways like the coach I was three years ago is not the coach I am today um you learn a lot of things um and you learn how to approach things different ways and then you have situations that may come up and it's how you you know move on from them um you know the the UK pageant scene for coaches is quite small so you kind of get to know like who is coaching and who isn't um but <laughs> that's how the start of the episode then went. And then Penelope woke up and I couldn't record anymore. And that's usually how a lot of my episodes go. Um, so just blame Penelope. <laughs> uh, don't, because she hurt me. <laughs> so I put out, I was like, okay, so Red Flags are coaching. But then, then I was going to talk about, you know, like what to expect from directors, um, like pageant experiences, things like that. And... Um, yeah, so I put a box, um, you know, what are the red flags of pageantry? And I've got a lot of responses. Now, some of them are definitely red flags and some of them are more like irritation. Um, but we're gonna discuss a few of them and as I said, if we need to um do a part two <laughs> we will do a part two. Um now this was completely anom- anonymous, that's the right word. Uh, so no names are published. I will, of course, show, like, some of the boxes, like, names covered out or cropped, um, just to show that these were submitted and what we're going to discuss. But there are a lot of important things on here, things that I would have talked about anyway. Um, and, yeah, a lot of red flags. So I'm going to start with when you first enter your pageant. Um, so one of the comments was that there's a system hierarchy, um, and that is a red flag in itself. However, unfortunately, that's always going to be the way because it's unofficial. People will tell you the systems that they feel are the best, and you all have your systems that you preach about. Um, and yeah, I think that there's always going to be the same with like different pageant cliques you know or someone said a cult (laughs) unfortunately that's always going to be in pageantry and it's not fun it's not fun at all and you kind of always want to break that cycle but all these things will pop up you know there are some pageant people who are obsessed with coaches or obsessed with certain queens, or certain systems, you know, and they can do no wrong, um, but they can, because everyone is human, I make many mistakes, maybe not many, maybe I'll rephrase that, (laughs) I'm a Taurus, you know, we don't make mistakes, no, like, in the past, I've made, like, mistakes of how I've approached things, um, maybe my understanding, and sometimes it's about giving advice. Sometimes advice has been conflicting sometimes because I've grown from the advice I've given. Or sometimes situations like, let's say the pandemic, for example. I was such a big, um, obviously the reason why it's in our handbook and our manual, you know, manual 2019, um, about social awareness campaigns, you know, getting involved in them. And, and then the pandemic came and it was just... An, 
overloaded them so many and some people were prioritizing the campaigns because it was just so easy to do there was not much thought people were using old photos and it kind of lost its meaning so now I don't really encourage that as much you know now it's you know it's be selective choose the ones that speak to you to your platform you know I'm such a big platform person and now it's like I'm hearing some people's platforms I'm like there's not a platform there it's not given what should be given um because I think we all try and rush to the latest like pageant trends and we try and follow in the footsteps of other pageant people and it just doesn't it doesn't go so pageant hierarchies the only way this will affect you is if you feed into it so if you think i'm only entering these systems because they're the best and you have no chance of winning them and you waste your money year after year after year because people say that those are the best when they're not the best for you if you want to be a pageant queen it shouldn't matter about what crown is on your head it matters about the sash and what you want to call yourself so you know i only pick systems not because they're popular but because i want to be saying that title for a year you know <laughs> like that is the title that i want to keep saying over and over again and when i finish pageants i can introduce myself you know i used to be um you know young miss international spokesmodel what's that it's the highest scoring person in that pageant throughout the whole pageant you know and i was a yummy queen i'm uk's national miss queen like in years ago <laughs> i was the face of the globe queen um like there are systems that i want to be remembered in and put my name into not because they were popular let me tell you that yummy wasn't very popular when i first joined in 2016 there were actually the Ms. category was like i think had the most yeah i did have the most <laughs> there was one team two miss and i think there were six miss six or seven miss um you know not that many when i won there were two other miss you know not that many at all and sometimes people say, well, you didn't beat that many people to win your title, so why should that title? And it's like, there's still a standard of judging. If you beat two people, or I beat 16 people, um, or if I beat 100 people, you know, is <laughs> what you're giving out as the standard. So if I hadn't have gone down the yummy route, like, I wouldn't have been able to go to America. I, like, I took that chance. I mean, I was entered, of course, into Ms. Galaxy, but the finals were in March, and I was very heavily pregnant by then. Um, that would have been impossible. <laughs> very impossible. And through the years, the pageant has grown. And that is what pageantry is. If you take a chance sometimes on a new system then you know and you do the work as a queen you know when I did the work there were I think there were 10 Miz by the next time you know and, and it keeps on growing it keeps on growing you know Miz Cagri is fierce in a lot of passions now 
Um, but beforehand, it was always like there was more mists. There was loads of teens. And it's all about choosing the system that's right for you rather than going with what is top of the pageant hierarchy. Um, but also saying that there's also people who believe they shouldn't challenge themselves because they're not to that pageant standard. And if you hear me say standard, that's I'm doing like air quotes. Obviously, you can't see. Um, I hope you won't see because I'm coming in town right now. <laughs> um, but there is no pageant standard. There are some systems that don't disclose what they're actually looking for. And I'm going to do an episode on this when it comes to like the judging and the criteria of what they're looking for. Um, because, and I will say some red flags as well um, in a minute, but pageantry doesn't have a set standard. And if you look at past winners sometimes of different pageants, like every pageant I competed in, there's always been a different winner. Like Yemi, UK's National Miss, completely different. Like Soraya is um a petite girl and I am a plus size girl, you know, completely different ends of the scale. Um and we both competed in the same pageant. Different judges, different criteria. Every judge has a different criteria anyways. Um but they're scoring on what is scored on the score sheet. We all have the same score sheet. So it's not like they're looking for a look. They're looking for someone who is, you know, is going to be the best queen they can be, showing their personality, you know, showing off their confidence on stage. You should never deny yourself the dream or listen to other people when you say that you can't do that. So when I have a new client or a new a new pageant girl will, will talk to me about their options, you know. I've been on calls for girls before, for like over an hour and a half talking about like what pageant they should do next and we go through the pageants and we see what are the pros and cons and what works best for them i'm not going to say do you know what you're not actually that pageant material i'm not going to say that at all i'm going to say these are the pageant options now do you want to try for an international or do you want to stay national that's the first question i asked like national or international do you want to go to that second you know how much time can you give up for like the pageant system like you know like if there are you know they need to be proactive you know do you have enough time to be able to achieve these goals um can you commit to an international um if there's additional costs can you pay these additional costs should you win because not every pageant system pays for you to go overseas there are some of course and it will be clearly defined in their terms and conditions on the website um you know and next it's like you know do you have a platform if we'll discuss obviously if they do have a platform or if they're thinking about something they want to fundraise for okay so this pageant is more platform based um because it clearly states that they need a platform not the you could have a pageant platform it literally states you know we will ask you about your platform right here about your platform you know um not the oh you know because there are some pageants that you can talk about your platform but it's not a clear definition of what you need and it's not like you're going to get across but there is a clear box that says your platform is how you're going to use your platform should you win you know or if a pageant has 50% of the score as your interview or 40% or is a high percentage, there's going to be more substance needed. And 
yeah, so <laughs> staying on that, you know, and if they don't have a platform, right, let's go for a, ch- a pageant that, you know, that isn't the main focus or the charity. Like, do you think you'd be able to raise this amount because there's extra points? Um, ones that have public votes. Like, yeah, so that's a red flag in itself, and I'm joking. But I'm not joking at the same time. I don't like paid votes because where is that money going to sometimes they say it goes to charity um but i don't like the fact of paying for points i know that major pageants do it i mean literally my first pageant journey 12 years ago competing in miss wiltshire and i won popularity wiltshire and that was because i had the most votes and that was revealed to me because i was never popular in school (laughs) so it's like what? But people paid loads of money just to tax. Um, now that didn't get me extra points in the actual pageant, but it did then enter me into like a semi-finalist like round where all of the, I think all the girls were put in there and you had to vote again. And I just never actually got the information. So, but I wasn't because then I entered Galaxy. <laughs> so I competed in Galaxy. Um, so with all of that, So, with all that, let's go on to the red flag that relates to that, is the pageant not giving a clear definition of what it's looking for. Um, And with that, it's, you know, the description of the pageant, um, what you're being scored on. So, if your pageant does not give you a percentage of your scores, so not saying like they don't give you the scores afterwards and i always think that pageants should give you feedback afterwards i know that some pageants only give your highest round and your lowest round um i wish they would give you scores and i know sometimes that's very hard when you have a lot of different pageants um but you know let the judges fill out forms one thing i will say is any pageant system that uses the um it's an american thing i know igm uk had it this year and i judged canada galaxy last year and it was all done on this virtual scoring so i don't know what the name is but it was amazing because you as a contestant can literally straight away get all of those numbers all of those scores and all of the comments that the judges left and it's a lot easier to type the comments in um then when you're writing and scribbling it so you can actually see because my handwriting is awful anyways um <laughs> absolutely awful um that's <laughs> yes with that is just amazing you should, we should always have scores but let's go back to what i was saying if you're um if they don't tell you what they're looking for so percentage so you know exactly where the marks are are done now it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be putting 100% into all of those. But, for example, if one thing, like, let's say photogenic is only 5%, um, you're not then going to have to spend, like, three £400 on a brand new headshot, like, photo shoot to get a headshot just to get that 5%. 5% is good. Um, but, you know, <laughs> the same as, like, you know, with charity, are there additional points? So... This always reminds me of a horror story of back in... I wasn't actually at this pageant, but um, my friend judged this pageant. And it was appearance points. Now, most pageants here in the UK do not award extra points anymore. It's all done on the day. Um, 
so with that um they have like a cap so i know for galaxy because it's the same with internationals they'll give you an additional five extra points so half a point so basically 10 good quality appearances 10 good quality appearances um and then it's capped this pageant <laughs> did not have a cap on their appearance points so imagine going into the pageant and being awarded like you've done this amount of appearances and then someone else has done i think this girl did like a hundred appearances and got the crown and the person was fuming because that wasn't the winner she wanted and it's like but you're the one that set the scoring system but also red flag red flag the directors don't get a choice in who they win if they're gonna have a fair pageant if they've got a set of panel of judges unless they put themselves on that panel they do not get a say um but we're gonna go into that later i think most of this episode is going to be about um directors <laughs> and trends and we'll definitely do like a whole big thing on the coaching side because like looking at some of the things here you know co coach told her to lose weight and to change them to fit the pageant um win one crown and is now coach um there are pageants here call themselves european but they're not um there are lots of different things on here that people have said support there's those things but let's go back to so <laughs> like 20 minutes in are you still there guys are you still here for the tea um <laughs> but um yes so let's wind it back and trying to get the point of what i'm saying clear definitions um so any pageant worth their weight in salt i never know why they say that um but there we go will give you all the information you need they will not shy away from how their system is scored because it's all about transparency a good pageant director a great pageant director even will be very transparent about their system you know they will tell you all the costs up front. They will tell you everything you need. If it's not the directors, they will have a team. They will tell you everything they need because um, some of the red flags that were given about directors, you know, they're directors that give different answers out to different contestants and also directors that don't directly answer the question or just simply don't answer it. Um, now, we all know that directors are busy 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 girls especially in the lead up to the finals um and then after the finals when you're like oh i just want to relax but you've got all the pageant girls message you asking for feedback and asking for you know to enter again or you know like other stuff that they may ask um and also just a side note girls you should give them feedback on their system as well now if something that you if something happened that you didn't like tell them if you didn't like how something could run tell them if you loved a part you know i <laughs> my when we got asked about to give a testimonial for uk's national miss i said obviously the great piece because i loved it and that's why i entered that's why i came back um and then at the end of the email i was like honestly no um i would say for my feedback uh if 
for the PJ party next year, can there be food? Because there wasn't food at this pageant, uh, at the PJ party. We had an earring table. I said, obviously, invite the earring table over again. Earring Envy, I love them. Bought two pairs. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was no food. And obviously, this year, they took on that feedback. Um, not saying that was just myself. Maybe other people messaged as well. Um, but they had the yog bar, and it was amazing. Loved that. Um, you know, water highly readily available. Um, just a great, just a great party all round. I mean, I was stressed because I was looking after P, <clears throat> and she was bulldozing those unicorns. But pageants need feedback to be able to improve for next year. The same as you, as a pageant contestant, need feedback to improve on next year. Even if you win, and I haven't messaged my feedback. <laughs> Just because I'm not going to be competing for a long, long time after this. So I feel like I don't need it. But um, <laughs> I can watch back and see what areas I need to improve on. Because just because I'm a coach, it doesn't mean I'm perfect. Just because I won, it doesn't mean I was perfect. Let me put that out there to you right now. Everyone needs some sort of improvements. Even if it's just tiny, tiny adjustments. As I said, you can give your all and win or not win um but there might be something different a little small change um but let's go back on to the directors itself yeah they should be completely transparent there should be i hate pageants that have um i know a lot now don't but they have the additional points for charity because charity should be like if there's an incentive for top fundraiser 100% cool, get that. But so many pageant girls stress themselves out that they haven't got enough. And also they're fundraising for charities that they have no inclination to, like, ever, ever visit, ever talk about. Um, And I will give that prime example for myself. I fundraised zero for the Christie. I mean, actually, I donated to different charity, like, pageant girls who had the Christie's their fundraising. So maybe £10, £10, £15. Um... Instead, I've raised over a thousand pounds for mental health charities and LGBTQ charities because those are charities that mean something to me. I'm not just going to do that just because I want a piece of paper or like I want those additional. Well, if they're additional points, then I'm going to try. <laughs> um, because you want to do everything you can in competition, but I kind of sometimes feel like it. The, the passion's not there if you're, you're only doing it for points, you know? Which also goes for people who just do appearances for points. And we saw a lot of that with the social media stuff. Um, kind of loses its value after a while. But yes, pageant directors who tell you everything, green flag, if they don't answer your question, red flag. Because at the end of the day... These directors can't do anything without your money. Your money is funding this. Now, you will have people who enter and then never turn up. So, yeah, a good bonus of £300 additional without having the person there. But it's that money still went on crowns and sashes and hiring the venue and DJs and <laughs> lighting and all the stuff that, you know, comes with a pageant. So it's not really a win if someone doesn't turn up at all but and there will always be dropouts anyway so just because the pageant may have a few dropouts it doesn't necessarily mean that's a red flag um putting that out there because there will be there's always dropouts in every system 
every system. Um, <laughs> now, if they don't tell you this stuff, like, how are you confidently going to give your money to the system? And sometimes the experience with some girls is they have... Um, talked to the director and had like built up a really good repertoire and then as soon as they've handed their money radio silence not available as quick as they were and this also happens with coaches as well um you know once they get the money that's it done now i can't say that's for me because if i <laughs> stop talking that's just because i always forget sometimes um but not when it's scheduled appointments or advice there's always there um but for me if someone pays for a service you'll get on that service whether you like it or not um <laughs> no i don't want people to forget that like oh i forgot to turn up i'm like okay let's uh let's try and turn that around um but the same with if you give your money to a director now i'm not gonna say that the director needs to respond to your messages every single day. There is a queen handbook for a reason, or finalist handbook. Um, you get a finalist pack. All that information should be in there. But a red flag is if you don't get a pack. A <laughs> red flag if you haven't got examples of the stuff. Like, let's go with fashion wear. Girls, like, when you first started pageants, if you've been here a long time, what did you think fashion wear was? You know, and they say high street. Okay, cool, I'm just going to turn up in a boohoo dress. Like, I'm going to turn up in jeans jeans and comfortable shoes, you know? And then you get to the pageant. Everyone's in tassels and capes and sequins. You're like, I made a mistake. You know, you've got a gown on for opening wear. And for interview, you're like, this doesn't seem right. There needs to be guidance. And not everyone will get that. Not everyone will, like... So, <laughs> let me explain this. Because um, I was having this discussion the other day. Um, well, I wasn't having a discussion. It was on a status. And we were talking back and forth. Um, Felicia, one of my good friends in pageantry. Um, who owns Better to Alpha Ladies. Uh, she was saying about, you know, what qualifies someone as a coach. And then I was saying about how... Not everyone in pageants straight away has the resources like Sparkles and Rhinestones, like different pageant outlets um, to be able to find coaches. So they might find a coach that is not right for them at all or they might not find coaches at all and they turn up in stuff that is not considered pageant wear. But if they have that information in their finalist pack... They would know where to be directed because you're like, oh, there used to be a website because Pageantland used to have like a, well, I think it still does have a director. That's not how it is. <laughs> a directory, basically like listing um, all of the coaches available in the UK, and um, and those are the ones that you know wanted to be submitted, and not many people are going to know about though though if they've just entered pageants for the first time. A hundred percent, like most of the girls who enter pageants will not know pageantry, not know about coaching, not knowing about appearances, nothing like that. And that is what the finalist pack is teaching you. It's not just there to give you the exact times and dates, which is very important as well. Um, but it's there to give you that information, examples of fashion wear and interview wear, um, 
you know, what is a platform? And then it should have suggested coaches or, you know, a part about pageant coaches, you know. And this is where a red flag has been said. So let's go with the, we're talking about the directors, if they don't answer a question or very evasive or give different information out to different finalists. And this is where the transparency of having, you know, finalist groups, um, set emails that go out to every single person, um, regular Q&As. I, now, I understand that not many directors can do regular Q&As because a lot of directors have day jobs. Um, not pageantry, pageantry doesn't pay the bills for everyone. Um, however, it makes sense if someone has a question, it's like, right, give me your questions and I will post this big post answering or I will do a video answering all of this. Um, because passing all the questions off to your queens is another big flag. Passing it off to other queens that are reigning, it's just like, they can't answer everything. And I had this when I used to do the social media for Yummy. I could answer some things, but like when it came to payments, I couldn't answer that at all, you know? Like, oh, when was your sash going to come here? I don't know, because I didn't send it off. I can tell you absolutely everything that goes into the rounds. I can tell you all the ins and outs. I literally know it inside out. Um... But I can't tell you about that part. <laughs> like, that's not something I can do. Um, so passing it off to your queens all the time is a red flag because you need to be that first point of call or your team. If your team so happens to have queens in it, then yeah, okay, cool. But they're your team, they've been brief and they have a certain knowledge. You know, this person is in control of this, you know, like social media. This person is in control of, you know... Uh, contestant care so all of that sort of stuff um so if the director is not available and we know that you shouldn't be getting messages at two o'clock in the morning if you're messaging someone at two o'clock in the morning and expect an answer straight away you're not going to get it most people are asleep (laughs) most people of course if there's a time difference because your director is on the other side of the world and that time you know, you kind of like, okay, cool. That's their normal time. If you want to get an answer, you know that that's the time to message them. Um, but there should be clearly stated hours. If there's not clearly stated hours or like a clear consensus of if you can't contact me, you contact this person. And if you are getting conflicting um, advice and conflicting like information, then it, it does check a lot of red flags. And unfortunately for some people, you have to go through that whole final to really <laughs> see the mess that was created, you know, or lose money. So simple as that. Um, but what the next red flag that was said was having an official coach. Um, now... I can agree to some points and also disagree Um, because if you have an official coach, it puts the pressure on the contestants to have to book with you. Um, And it's the same with coaches that have contracts as well, um, which we will discuss now. Before we get into everything... (laughs) Um, 
But I've had this and it's been good for me and it's been not so good for me. So, for example, there was a pageant system that had a official coach. Um, and that meant that some of my clients then said that they were no longer going to coach with me because they went to coach with this coach and this coach had contracts in place. Um, but the reasoning of the girls, they said that the reason they were coaching with this is because it was official coach. So they feel like they had to. It feels like they can get some extra points, which is not the case at all. Like, no one that judging panel knows that you're being coached by a certain coach. And if they do, it shouldn't come into effect. It shouldn't get you extra points. But that's a feeling that people get, which is not true at all. Now, for me, that's okay. Like, it is what it is. It's unfortunate. It's nice sometimes. It's hard sometimes when you're at a certain point in someone's pageant journey as well. Like, um, I've had clients where I've literally coached them, like from the beginnings, you know, discuss their platform, created things for them. And then it's like, okay, bye. See you later. Um, (laughs) Red flag. Like, I feel that that in itself, we will talk about like the relationship between a coach and a client. Um, But the same is I was the official coach for um, Mystic Beauty and the official coach for Yemi. Now for Yemi, because I literally am yeah. <laughs> um, like the crown, the crown case. Don't lie. Um, but also of how I've helped other people as well before as the official coach. Um, and I didn't want people to feel like they had to. There was, of course, an arrangement. So I'm going to be completely transparent with this. Should the girls have won, they were only allowed to train with me because I was giving them free training free training, reduced rates, you know, if you have sponsors and things like that, that's going to come into play, which is another decision to make that if you're going to enter a pageant, um, for example, if you have a dress sponsor, and then you can only advertise one dress sponsor, your whole thing, and it's not that one. Um, it's like, oh, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard when you have that conflict of interest. Um, but of course that didn't go to plan because other girls were still using other coaches. Um, and I probably should define that it was just for interviews and on stage speaking because the dates I gave for walk training couldn't have been done. Um, and only had a certain amount of time beforehand. So in hindsight, you know, a lot, (laughs) I'm going to be honest, a lot of arguing had gone into that because if I'm giving something for free... Uh, there should be some loyalty in return um it's a red flag to me for someone to take all the free stuff and then go elsewhere um and then give conflicting advice and then they don't take the crown because they did something else and they blame you and it's like no it's not that's not how it is i mean this hasn't happened um (laughs) but the whole um the whole like official coach is why i'm no longer official coach or anything because and then I said, there's no drama of anything. You know, I support Yummy. I support Mystic. Like, I just didn't want people to feel like they had to train with me. I want people to train with me because they really like what I do or my approaches. Like, the girls who I've trained, like, from their experience as well. And they tell these girls, you know, because word of mouth is so important. I didn't want people to go, oh, I gave this girl money and she gave me nothing. Um, 
so I can see the pros and cons of it. It's great for the coach because same same with a contract. A contract for me is a red flag because it doesn't give me the choice, or there should be like an option of saying after this amount, then you know. Because you could be signed into someone and not train with them for the whole year and then start training with someone else, then win. And then that person is then saying that they won. Coaches that claim wins. Red flags. (laughs) Red, red, red flags all over the place, waving it around. Um, Because they're not our wins. We helped. Like, for me now that I've gone to interview only in social media and platforms and stuff, but basically virtual coaching only, it's ease a lot because... But then I'm only going to be transparent and say, I trained this person and this is what I trained them in. You know? Someone may have an incredible walk. I'm not going to claim that as mine because I only coach them on interview. And... Of course, it's asking the queens in question. If they credit me, then I will then put them out there in the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> but if I've not seen that person for... Yes, so basically, there are clients who I've trained before. They've done their pageant system and they've not come back. And you know, maybe have got another coach or just not got a coach at all. And they've won something else. I'm not then going to go yeah, this person is, you know, I might say, oh, shout out to my former client for winning this. Um, or might just say congratulations without even having to add former client. Like, you just don't need that sometimes. Um, <laughs> you know, well done. It's not, like, I'm not going to say, these are all my wins. I've coached this amount of girls and, you know, sometimes if only have one session as well, like... Sometimes one session is all you need, sometimes. Um, <laughs> however, um, I just don't think it's it's right. And the contracts that people have, if you're not winners, I'm going to say this now, because if you're a winner, you sign a contract only with your pageant system. Um, and we will discuss contracts about red flags and contracts in themselves. Um, but... You know, like, if someone hasn't contributed to your winning journey, you don't have to then thank them if they haven't been there and you get demands and threats. It's just so wrong. Um, But also with that, um, if you don't gel with a coach, because we're not all going to get along, and sometimes one person's learning style is not everyone in pageantry is going to get along. That's not a red flag. That's just a fact. Um... But if you can't get out of this contract, like, how is this contract legal for a start? Agreements, yes. There's kind of a common courtesy. Um, the same with, like, pageant contracts as well. Um, but yes, red, kind of a red flag if they have an official coach, but also not. Because sometimes pageant systems will want to be able to support their... Um, contestants and have someone there they're saying they're the official coach so that might mean that they have benefits in winning and I get that you know if they're offering prizes to the winners 100% but red flag if they have that sponsor on their judging panel if they have the official pageant coach 
on the judging panel, that is a red flag. Pageant coaches do not belong on judging panels. Um, which is sad because I would be <laughs> able to judge so many different pageants. But there are some systems that I don't have girls in altogether. You have to be like declare that. Um you know, like natural beauty. I got asked by a girl to coach a couple of girls. And I was just like, oh, I can't say that I can't coach them because I'm going to be announced as a judge. I was like, oh, um, you know, I'm judging parents' books. So, like, I can't really help you in that sort of sense because it could be biased. Um, actually, I don't know what I said. <laughs> I said something along the lines of, I'm not sure that there might be something coming up, um, like with Sparkle's thing. Um, but yeah like transparency <laughs> so important because i would hate for someone to win and they go yeah well she, hannah was on the judging panel so of course she was gonna win you know like obviously um <laughs> like it's it's hard it's hard with that isn't it um so yeah that's a red flag but not some as i said some pageant coaches uh, some pageant, some pageants have an official coach, and um, that's absolutely fine. But I think you have to take some of it a pinch of salt. Like that coach might not be the right person for you. Um, if that coach doesn't have a contract, you can still then train with other trainers and maybe come back, have one or two sessions with them, see what they're doing. They should have been on the team or asked because, you know, they have expertise. Like I only became the official coach of the systems because. I had very good experience with them, you know, um, Mystic, I think I've, how long, I've been in it twice or three times now, I think it's three times, maybe twice, um, like, usually host and help out and all that fun stuff, um, and obviously, yeah, we have been there since, been to every single final, um, <laughs> and three international finals of those, um, but... Also, it's this is why with the finest packs, I would love, and if there's any directors who have got this far listening, I would love to you to put a selection of different coaches, just maybe names and numbers or like links to social media. Because when I got my pack, there was only one coach. I was like, oh, they're the official coach. Like, no, that's just the coach you recommend. I was like, oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> although great, it, it, it helped me a little bit because like, I was like, oh, but I know that that system has, like, so many other coaches that they can recommend as well. Um, and always praised them that they never had an official, like, coach. Because um, that's nice. Sometimes, as she said, you don't want to feel like you have to, to book in with them, you know? Um, but let's do a recap on some of the red flags we've gone on so far <laughs> And people who are, like, submitting stuff are like, I regret doing this. I regret doing this now. Um, and we will, the next one will definitely go on more on coaches and the attitude of pageant girls. But the red flags so far is directors who give out different answers and directors don't answer. Basically, directors and pageants that aren't completely transparent, their scoring system or what they're scoring you on. Um, coaches, like official coaches, uh, contracts, and I think that's 
the ones we've covered so far, they're obviously entering a pageant. I think we just talked about loads of stuff. Um, but now here comes another one on here. Now, <laughs> someone said too many titles handed out on the night. It makes me laugh, this one, because it's not really a red flag to a pageant girl, because you're like, yes, an additional title. I mean, and it, it gets boring for us as as people watching. However, if there's, like, so many crowns being awarded, it kind of takes away from the winner. So I'm going to say there are some systems that have ambassadors, which is great. Um, ambassadors or a spokesmodel title or... You know, they you know they have some additional titles, not loads. Um, I hate the best smile and best hair ones. I actually laughed when I got best hair at a pageant because my hair was falling out, over processed, and was just I just curled and hoped. <laughs> when I won it, I was like, "What? <laughs> what? Surely the best first night? <laughs> what?" Um, and then Jade from Best Personality, she had gorgeous, long, flowing, blonde locks. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. Best smile, best hair, best eyes. I don't like it. Um, those are my red flags. Um, how many times have I said red flags in this episode? <laughs> um, but with that, um... If there's then like inspiration and and then um other things that don't it's just it's very hard to explain without saying some systems that do it because I think there's only a couple of systems that do this now um and then if they're going to international is having all these additional titles get the same prizes as the winners and you're like so i didn't have to win and i still got on the benefits how does that work out how does that work out seems pretty sus um (laughs) it seems pretty sus to me but yes definitely a red flag when they have too much however i think that's more of like a um like an annoyance isn't it an irritation like why am i still like here two hours later with all the side awards um but then with the titles as well i think it kind of takes away from the overall winner because we all know in pageants that there's only going to be one winner and you might win an additional award but i think anything above five um i'm not saying like the awards like you know appearances and charity and stuff also red flag now this comes in a red flag if you have to pay for additional sideboards that um relate to the competition or don't relate to the competition like if someone's judging me on like my style like style queen and i have to pay for that like congeniality if i have to pay for congeniality if i have to pay for interview or i know there was a system who was you had to pay to be in the running for best in interview no drop me out drop me out uh that's not right (laughs) that's not right at all um literally at all um you should not have to pay for signals but this is going to bring on to the next one that was pointed out and it's 
um, pageants that ask for charity money in cash. 100% avoid these systems. Massive red flag. You should not be given cash on the day of a pageant. And this is why we've had it before with different pageants, but I'm going to tell you the story of Face of the Globe um, based on what has been shared over the years. But I always used to give it into a Just Given page because gift aid was counted towards your school. So you know that I was going to get that additional free £400 in gift aid added onto my um, total score because I wanted to make sure I had a good amount in there. Um, you know, I think I raised over 1200 for the Rainbow Child Foundation and there was like an additional £400 gift aid. You know, I was in like the top 10 charity fundraisers in my age division, I think it was. Yeah, in age division for what they did. Um, so I was doing gift aid, <laughs> 100%. However, they were also accepting cash as well. But did that cash ever get to the charity? No, it did not. The director stole it. The director, because he had a team, but the director stole that charity money and used it for herself. And we all know what happened in 2017. Well, you might not know, but we all know what happened in 2017, where she literally stole everyone's money who had entered. Um, a week before Paris, no one got to go in their finals. Um, because she stole the money, never made a booking to Disney. Horrible stuff that happened. And, yeah, absolutely horrible. Now... You don't want that to happen to you. You want your money when you fundraise for charity. It also happened um, with another charity, Paragon, another pageant, Paragon. This is before it changed hands, where a large amount of the money never actually went to the charity. When the charities were asked, they said they never received these sums. Um, big massive thing about it. I think some donation was eventually made. Um, and that person no longer is in pageantry. Um, so if, if the name does come up, like it's not associated to that whatsoever, but it's very hard sometimes to lose that association from past things. It's like past Queens and past directors, you know, I will hundred percent say that if a pageant asks you for cash on the day, unless it is for your entry fees, if it's for charity, no, because there've been things where charity money has gone missing there's a big thing about it and it turns out that people had it all along or they generally did get stolen um that's hard with the amount of money that girls fundraise it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous um so just giving pages please girls i know that just giving take a percentage of the money sometimes i don't know if they've changed that now where you do like you add the money if you want it to be processed etc etc i know there's a big massive thing about it um or you know if you have to paypal just make sure you have like you know the receipt receipts are so important <laughs> but a red flag if they ask you for cash and also a red flag if the if they're fundraising for charity and they never publish the total amount now, I think I've only seen this for one pageant recently over the past few years where they've fundraised for a charity and even had additional votes made with cash to the charity 
And there's no announcement of how much that charity has raised. No announcement. They could have raised into the thousands. No announcement. Where has that money gone? Like, if I had raised, as a, as a director, my system had raised a massive amount of money, I want to be publicising that. I'd also want to be going to that charity and giving them that money if they had it in cash, you know, or giving them, you know, like the whole big check things, the whole, you know, like that's publicity for your pageant for a start. And that's showing everyone where the money's gone. And they never did it. Don't trust that. Don't trust ones that don't give you certificates of your total fundraising. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and the certificates aren't anything as well, because when we had Face of Glow, we had official certificates of how much we raised. Um, but that money did not go to the charity. And the charity in itself were questionable. Um, <laughs> very questionable. Nothing could have been updated for years on the website. It was, it was not a fun time for pageant people. And that's why these mistakes should not be repeated. So, to recap, this is kind of like like when you're first entering your pageant, if the um, if the pageant is not transparent in what they're looking for, don't enter. If they have high fees and, um, no, this is, I haven't talked about this, but if there are a lot of additional costs and it's no benefit to you, so if you have to pay to rehearse, red flag, gone straight away, Rehearsal is rehearsal time. You have to pay for additional awards that already are part of your school. No. If you're entering optionals, completely different. But you should be paying for congeniality or interview. 100%. Um, but, like, if you've done, like, sports model or talent or, like, an additional round, like, casual wear round, like, those are really good additionals to do. I always say any more time on stage is great. <laughs> um for sure if you want to enter into additional like titles that could be awarded 100% go for it but you should be paying for something that should be included like parties like the parties that are included that are meant to be included in your pageant fee and you're having to pay 20 pounds to go to a pj party or whatever party is happening i'm just saying pj party because that's what most pageant pageants have don't they they have a boot camp or pageantry um and this is like attached to the actual pageant itself before you guys go shade, because there are like pageants that have separate events. Um, no, I'm talking about, um, you know, because those are optional. If it's compulsory to be at a two day event and you have to pay. So let's say, for example, I'm just going to use my past pageants experience. Um, and it's 100% not true. So <laughs> if you just a screen record the bit where I'm saying it and then send it off fuming no i'm joking um if i had we had the uh registration we had pilates and empowerment session and then pg party um and that was all included all included in our entry fee um so our sponsorship fee was 250 pound and that paid for the whole first day and then obviously second day and that goes to crowns and all the other stuff that i've mentioned beforehand um so if I then goes, oh, it's £250, but you then have to pay um, £20 to do the PG party, the empowerment session, Mega G is £30, 
and the um, Pilates is £20. I'm like, oh, but you have to attend them. They're compulsory. I mean, actually, you don't actually have to attend. Like, some people, like, there are additional circumstances that people don't have to join it. Um, but if I don't have those additional costs, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and then you're told that you have to use a certain makeup artist and hair. Um, and you're only allowed to use a certain coach. And you're only allowed to use a certain brand, like a dress shop. Um, those are all huge red flags. Now, counterbalance with, if you were to win, you have a contract there which you sign before or afterwards, and it states the number of appearances that you need to use, your code of conduct, um, and then, like, you know, sponsors. As I said, if if a sponsor is giving you, like, if a sponsor is giving you all these different prizes, and then you're going to their direct competition and advertising their direct competition in your crown sash, and paying your competition money that you the other person gave you all this stuff for free like yeah 100 percent. i'd be i'd be peeved i'd be annoyed um but you're the red flag <laughs> but that's why they have those in place to protect both the sponsors that are entering and you as well you know you're getting all this free stuff girl like um but beforehand, you are a free agent when you are a this. You can train with whoever you want. You can wear whatever you want. You can do whatever you want, basically, within reason. You know, code of conduct is still very important um, as a pageant finalist. Um, you know, I'm not just walking out with my boobs. <laughs> like, there, there are there are ways. There, there is a still a code of conduct as you're a finalist. Um, and that brings you on to know a red flag of if a director doesn't do anything about some finalists who act out or are malicious and bullying but that is on the list for the next um on the next one we will cover about coaches you know telling you to lose weight or mold yourself um wearing wearing a certain brand to win double sashing now i'm really there's other stuff on here but i won't read it i'm really surprised about how double sashing has made a comeback um because this is such like a huge thing in the 20 2014 15 i'm not gonna lie i've done it before um i did it because i was competing in a charity pageant though so i was competing in a system and i was also competing in a charity pageant that had appearance points so like yeah like <laughs> no, it didn't look good like wearing one crown with another system sash bad i can tell you i've made these mistakes before back in the day day um but we we live and we learn but there's also not that much knowledge out there whereas now there's so much knowledge on uk pageants we have this podcast we have magazines we have loads of different things online so much stuff so much stuff um, that I can't believe that being for double sashing again. And if you don't know what double sashing is, if you're going to an event with a sash, um, then you take that sash off and in the same place you put on another sash. So exactly the same picture with two different sashes. Now I did see some of this last year actually, and I was very disappointed um because I thought some of the people who did it knew better. Um it's disrespectful to both systems, to be honest, um, because 
for people who don't know pageantry, they're just seeing this person put different sashes on and different crowns on and taking the crowns off and putting something else on. doesn't make any sense, especially if you got invited to wear one sash and crown, then you chuck on something else. Um, or in the pageant industry, if a, if a new pageant girl sees you wearing the two sashes, they think that's okay, you know? They think, you know, they're going to waste their money on two different systems, Obviously, if you don't win the first system, you've got the other system to fall back on. But then that goes into the crown chasing thing, which is a whole different discussion because there are red flags in this. But also there's a lot of different understanding from this, which I will discuss. But we are definitely over the hour now. A hundred percent. So I will make the second part and upload it as soon as I can. It'll be at some point this week. Um, <laughs> you've like messaging me like two weeks later like where's the second part Anna you promised us such a red flag Um, no but let's recap on directors not being transparent telling contestants different things this gives a really bad vibe as well because you know it doesn't give a good reputation and when those people eventually win it's just like why did I bother um Another red flag is, of course, um, like the coaching side, contracts, um, char- pageants that ask you for the charity money in cash, um, too many awards, um, or too many crowns even, because it does take away from the winner. Um, you just got this massive group picture, and you're like, who actually won? <laughs> who actually won? Um, who won the pageant? You're wearing exactly the same crown as, like, sixth place. And, I mean, I'm happy for both of you because you both got crowns, but as a winner, I know I'd feel a bit, like, slighted. And then also for the sixth place winner who who has a different title, there's always going to be that, you know, imposter syndrome or such. Um... But yeah, so a lot of different red flags when you're entering a pageant. If the pageant is not transparent, don't give it your money. Make sure you have a good feeling. Ask around, talk to different people. Um, The same with coaching as well. You know, winning one crown doesn't give you the opportunity to then start coaching other girls because what worked for you will not work for other people or might not. Um, And it's a difference between winning and having having that knowledge as well as an experience yes but not everyone can teach not everyone has the patience not everyone's giving the right information like you know you could do everything completely wrong and still win um you know girls who enter for the first time and win and they're like well yeah I walked in and won they don't know why they won (laughs) when they do they're very good but, you know, like, they can't tell you anything different than what they personally did. Um, and, you know, if you're a new coach and you're charging the same price as people who have been in the pageants for years and built up a really good repertoire, like, I, I guess, you know, like, get your money, girl. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's just... um it's an interesting thing isn't it like I always get told I should charge more and I always say no it's always a conflict of interest because sparkles was never meant to be 
a money-making thing. It was always going to be a free platform. And it's always that fighting that internal conflict of charge more. But I'm like, no, because you want more people to be able to get a session at least. And we know that not everyone dedicates as much as they should to coaching. Like, it's a fact. You know, you'll pay four five hundred pounds on a dress that you'll wear once but then you don't know how to walk into it <laughs> and you know you're spending all that money on an interview outfit yet you don't know what you're going to say in an interview or what you should be getting across and you talk about cats for five minutes you know like doesn't say anything about you um but yes lots of different red flags so we will come up with a part two um thank you for listening so far if you have any red flags that you've listened to and you don't agree with them or you have more to add drop me a message on instagram at sparkles and rhinestones uk um and i think it's on facebook but instagram messages are just a lot quicker and tell us your red flags tell them all um but thank you so much for listening just a little promo drop in here um we do have the pageant ultimate pageant raffle that's going on fundraising for my local um charity here in swindon um for the hospital uh where you can win training sessions um as well as the handbook the workbook and the flashcards but for now have an amazing day and I am hoping for some UK crowns to come back from Galaxy. Who else is excited? Who is staying up? Honestly, late nights galore these days. Um, but if I'm not quicker messaging you back, it's probably because I'm drowning in science and psychology. So it's all fun and games. <laughs>